Opinions expressed in this episode are personal. They do not necessarily reflect the views of this streaming platform. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Let's Be Diverse. I am your host, Andrew Stout. This episode is dedicated to all my loved ones who have supported me through this journey. And when it comes to firing an employee, it is important to note that it can be one of the most difficult human resources challenges any organization will face. In addition to having to deal with specific problems the employee may have created, you'll have to handle the firing in a fair manner to reduce the risk of legal repercussions. Our topic today is terminating employees. My guest today is Erica Taylor Beck. Now, Eric Taylor Beck is a Vice President of Client Support and QA at Relias. She shares her personal experiences with depression, anxiety, childhood trauma to reduce the stigma of mental illness in the corporate environment. She is passionate about employee development, helping people become managers and leaders. Outside of work, Erica advocates for animal welfare. She and her wife are parents of eight rescue pets and occasionally foster senior hospice dogs to give them a loving home for their final days. She loves nature and practices animal communication and Reiki and dabbles in crystal healing and chakra cleansing. She is one of the most personable people I have met. She does not think she is, but I think she's quite comical as well. Welcome to the show, Erica. It is great to have you on today. Thank you very much. That was a really fantastic intro. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now I have a lot to live up to. This is awkward. <laughs> I have all the confidence in the world that you are going to do great. All right. You're going to do fantastic. Uh, well, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, we're looking forward to having you on. It's been a while. How are things with you? What's new with you in your world? Oh, goodness. Uh, you know, nothing super crazy at the moment. We... Uh, Going into Labor Day weekend, so I took tomorrow off, and we're off on Monday. So I am preparing for just a, a nice, quiet weekend of rest and relaxation. Okay, what does rest and relaxation? Lots of movies, lots of walking, lots of enjoying the weather. Might do some painting. Oh, might do some meditating. Okay. Obviously, spending time with animals always. You know, just kind of see where the day goes. Depends on the weather. It just depends on how things unfold. Yes, that's a good plan, I guess. Around this time of year, we just don't know what we're going to expect, right? So we just got to play it by ear and see how it goes. Yes. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad to hear things are going well and you're looking forward to the weekend. That's awesome. Before we begin, I always have a fun question to ask my guests to get things going. Are you ready for yours? No, but yes. <laughs> so Erica, your question is, if you had an intro song, that played every time you walked into the room, what would that song be? Oh, man. You took this from our post, our post on LinkedIn recently. One of mine would be uh, Remember the Name. And I'm drawing a blank on with the singer in the, the group right now. I think I do know that song. I can't think of the name of the person who sings it either. Is it Fort Minor? I believe so. I think it's Fort Minor. But yes, okay. that's Remember I like that one a lot. Okay. Any particular reason why that would be your intro is there something in it that just inspires you or gets you on your feet yeah it just gets me pumped i used to use it as kind of a an exercise song. when i used to exercise i used to use that as a like a a good song to kind of keep me moving and grooving but just kind of use it as a, as a hype song now okay 
So when you need to clean the house, you throw that on. Yes. <laughs> we all need a hype song for when we're cleaning the house. That's for sure. It's not one of my favorite exercises to do, cleaning the house. That's no. my least favorite. But we have to do it all the time. We have we, to vacuum very often with, with eight pets and two long-haired women. I bet. We have one fur baby and she sheds big time. So we have to vacuum, I'd say, every couple of days because... Her hair just sheds like everywhere. So I totally get. So I can imagine eight. We do it daily. Yes, I imagine. I imagine so. Well, you did such a great job with that. You were pretty fast. And I told you earlier today that it was going to be painless, lots of fun. So you did a great job. Thanks for having fun with me. (laughs) Thank you. So why don't we start off with you telling us a little bit about you and your story? Sure. So I grew up in Pennsylvania. And I moved to North Carolina in like 2007. And I had some jobs and made some friends and did some life. And around 2013 is when I started working at Relias as an individual contributor. And over the past 10 years, I've kind of moved up different roles till I became a VP. During that time, I also met my wife. And we, as you mentioned, you know, have been taking in a lot of pets and just spending some time outdoors. And so not anything super crazy and exciting, but that's uh, kind of a, in a nutshell, the last you know, 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. And you said you moved yourself up within the company. Was it like a fast move or did it take a little bit or how did you find it? It started off pretty quickly. Uh, as an individual, I kind of moved into different roles every maybe year and a half or so. Um, as I've gotten into more senior roles at you know, it's two, three years easily before uh, the next role, uh, which I think is still pretty fast in comparison to a lot of other organizations. Uh, I just happened to start at Relias when we were really small and uh, kind of still growing. So all of the rapid growth that we've had as a company has helped to spur some promotions uh, for internal employees. So that that's worked in my favor. That's awesome. And it's good that there was some room for growth because there's a lot of companies that a lot of people, they don't feel when they're with a company that there is any room to grow. So it was amazing that there was room for growth and you saw it and you took advantage of it. Yes. Very, very fortunate. I I love where I'm at. And I said, the opportunities that have kind of unfolded have been fantastic. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we're talking today about terminations. So why do companies struggle with terminating employees? Sure. This is such an uplifting topic, by the way. So I, I think a lot of companies struggle with it because it's not easy to to have that kind of conversation with employees. Most folks, when they go into management and you know directors and whatnot, they don't really have a lot of coaching on giving feedback, especially constructive feedback. So that in itself is a very uncomfortable thing. So a lot of people try to avoid that. Uh, I think another issue is expectations aren't always clearly set. And so it's hard for individuals and employees to know what's expected of them. It's you know hard for managers to know if somebody's meeting expectations if they're not setting those for them up front. So there's a lot of gray area that can happen. You know, there's just a lot of you know gray area around communication. Are you actually meeting with your employees to check in with them, see how they're doing, to give them feedback along the way? You know, termination should never be a surprise for folks. So are you as a manager taking the time to meet and talk with your folks and give them feedback around how they're doing or what they're not doing that they should be? And so I think a lot of companies don't have very clear expectations or guidelines around that. And it could feel like the Wild West. And so some people might fire maybe a little too freely and some folks maybe, you know, give too many chances. Uh, But there's not really a consistent process, I think, across the board that everyone uses. 
I love that you said that, Erica, because I do feel that when you said clear expectations, first of all, I don't feel a lot of companies communicate or managers, don't, directors or whoever communicate the expectations of an employee. So when they're onboarded and when you have that first meeting with them, I feel like expectations should be communicated right there and then. So that, like you said, there's no surprises when you say, okay, well, things are not working. We need to look at some stuff to see if we can get them to work. Our next step would be termination. But still, you're right. A lot of people are surprised when they're they're terminated. Like, oh, I thought it was doing great or I thought it was doing a good job. You know, I enjoyed my team and I thought my team enjoyed me. I felt it was a good experience. So, yes, I feel that they are surprised. But I do feel that there's a lack of communication there for sure. Yeah, that's it's really sad when that happens. If, if an employee is kind of blindsided by that, it's definitely a, a miss on the manager's part to you know set those up front and, and have the clear communication throughout the process. Uh, you know, there should also be some things in place to help track the performance. It shouldn't just be you know out of the blue one day, Andrew, you're fired. There should be something to mark. Okay, that we're, here's where we're at. Here's where we need to be. This is the date that we have. Like, there should be some kind of way to track progress and, and performance. And, you know, it should never just come out of the blue. And I think, too, we're talking about communication. I think it's, a, you mentioned it earlier, just a quick, you know, check-in. How are you doing? How's things going? Do you need help with anything? Then maybe the employee could say, oh, well, you know, I'm having a little bit of trouble with this. Could you help me out? Or could I ask somebody to help me out with this, what have you? Or if they're behind communicating with that, so they shouldn't be afraid. Because you mentioned surprise, there are some people who do expect it. So they're kind of afraid to ask for help because if they get asked for help, then they feel like their job is closer to being on the line if they ask questions. So they shouldn't be afraid to ask something if they are not understanding what the expectations are. Right. And I think that comes from creating a culture of, you know, honesty and and vulnerability, which I know sometimes makes people uncomfortable. But if you as a a leader show, I don't always know the answer. Sometimes I have to ask for help or sometimes I have to ask my employees to step in and provide information that should give them a little bit more confidence to ask, uh, you know, if they need help. But I think sometimes the problem too is the employee doesn't know what they don't know. So even if you do meet with them, if there aren't clear expectations up front, they might not realize that they're missing the mark. And so if you are going, you know, week to week and saying, man, I'm really disappointed that so-and-so isn't doing as well as they should, have you told them that? You know, do do they know that that's what you're expecting? Because you can't have a thought and hope that they just interpret that that's what you want from them, that there just really needs to be very clear communication around, you know, again, performance and expectations. And you mentioned coaching too. I feel like a lot of companies hire management and they put them into a management role. And a lot of times because the manager is good at their job, but they need to be taught how to be a manager. So a good company will put the manager in, spot but they will also make sure that they train them to make sure that they know what to expect and kind of groom them i have a friend of mine who is a hr manager and she does succession planning and she goes all over the country and she sees managers and that's what she does she talks to them saying listen you might have an opening as a manager in this location in this department is there anybody in your department that you think would make a good manager so then they say who it is and then she just starts to develop them and say, okay, we're going to put you in a you know, management training program, six to eight months. And then from there, once you're done, whenever there's an opening, we have you ready to go to put you in there. So. 
Oh, I love that. I think that's that's fantastic that that's something that, that your friend does and that their company supports. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned growth before. It shows that there is growth within the company. So there is movement. You're not just going to be like stuck on the floor doing assembly work or in an office data entry or whatever. You're not doing that for the rest of your life. There is opportunity. If you want to keep doing data entry for your whole life, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you do want to move, there should be some opportunity for you to be able to move somewhere. Absolutely. It's a big reason why a lot of employees will leave a company is they don't see any potential growth for where they're at. So that's it's good to have that opportunity for folks to be able to move up or to move around at least, maybe a lateral move to get some new experience before moving up. But absolutely. Exactly. So is there a process for terminating employees? I don't think that there is a standard template, so to speak, but there there are some methods that, that folks could use to to kind of create some structure around it. Uh, you know, typically, as far as just giving feedback along the way, you know, you could use the SBI model, so the situation behavior impact, and saying, you know, in, in this morning's team meeting, you arrived late and then forgot your slides for the presentation. And then this made you look really disorganized and unprepared, and it was not a good impression for the CEO. So next time, you know, please arrive on time. Make sure that you have all your materials prepared. You know, what can I do to help support you in that? So in that kind of phrase there, I was talking to an employee. You give them the situation this morning's meeting. What was the behavior? You arrived late, forgot your, you know, your slides. And then the impact was it left a bad impression. You know, so it's very specific about what has happened. But what I like about it too is at the very end, what can I do to support you in that? So it's not just here's where you need to get better. Good luck with that. It's how do I, as your manager, help support you in in doing the things that you need to work on. But also, like again, just regular feedback that you give throughout the course of employment. Um, when it comes time to really needing to look at terminating somebody, typically there should be you know a performance improvement plan in place um, if it's performance related. So if they're not meeting metrics or if they have certain things that they need to be you know doing more of or less of, you can put that into a performance improvement plan or a PIP and set a, a period of time, so 30 days, 60 days that they have to complete the expectations successfully. And if they meet those, great, they get to stay on. If they don't meet those expectations, then unfortunately, it's, it's usually time for termination. So that's usually for performance. You could also use uh, like a verbal, a written warning kind of process. So typically, just give them a heads up that you know this maybe it's behavior related uh, or it's something where you're consistently late. And so giving them a, an initial warning that you're late for work, you know, please make sure that you're on time. And documentation is a huge piece. Uh, I think that's something that folks forget is if I've had to talk to you today about your attendance or your, your tardiness, I need to document that somewhere. And then if it continues to happen, you know, I can give you a written warning, you know, or excuse me, a, a, an official verbal warning where I then take that to HR and say, look, I met with Andrew on this date. We've talked about this these these times. He's aware that this is a problem. It's a, a verbal warning. And then if it happens again, it's now a written warning. And then if it happens again, it's, you know, termination. So there's kind of a, a few strikes you're out there. So it's not just out of the blue, you're late today. I'm going to let you go. There's a process there that they should know, here's what is expected of me, here's when it's expected, and if it doesn't happen, here is what the you know repercussions can be. It's now either a written warning, it's termination. You know, so again, there's no surprises. It's very clear-cut communication on what is needed by when you know, and what will happen if it doesn't. So 
I love the SBI method. I think that is perfect. I think that's such a great idea. And you go through the process with it. And then at the end, like you said, how can I help you? Which is another great leadership skill of communicating with the employee. Okay, now that we've, like you said, they're not left on an island and say, okay, well, go do it. And if you don't, then you're gone. Work with them. You know, what can we do to help you? Or, you know, let's do this or let's set up a plan. We're going to meet next week, see where you're at, check your progress. And we're going to continuously do that until we can get you up to speed. I wondered, though, I've heard in a couple of scenarios, people that I know, they were in situations where they were, you know, late, like you said earlier, arrived late a couple of times, right? Second time, third time. They had a manager that asked them first before the termination talk started or the written letter came, they sat down with the employee and asked them, said, listen, I've noticed that you've been late a couple of times in the last two, three weeks. Is there something going on? Is there something that's happening? Is there something that I can help you out with? Do you need, to talk? Do you need somebody to talk to, to vent to, to listen to you? Is there something going on that you need help with? So I think this helped out with this particular person because there was something going on and that was why they were late. Now, again, there's no excuse of being late all the time or tardy, but I liked the fact that this manager checked first to see if there was something personal that was going on. In yes, absolutely. No, that's, that's a really great point. And you, again, it shouldn't just be out of the blue one morning where you walk in and say, you were late. I'm going to put you on a verbal warning. So typically there's a little bit of, of room for a cushion there. Uh, And if it's somebody that typically is not late or if it's something that if it's just a few minutes, that's usually okay. It's more of if it's really late, you know, or something like that, where it starts to impact other people or it's something that other employees are noticing. But absolutely. And that's what we talked about, like the vulnerability piece. Reach out and ask and talk to them. And if they say, no, I just slept in. You know, hey, make sure that you get up a little earlier, set your alarm 15 minutes earlier. Or if they're saying it's traffic, make sure that you leave the house 20 minutes sooner than you normally do. But if it becomes a consistent problem where nothing is happening, nothing personal is going on, it just is bad time management. That's when you start to lean into, I now need to put you on a, a verbal warning. This is now an official conversation that I'm documenting that, you know, like that type of thing. So yeah, you should never just go right into it super heavy handed. And so I love that, that he took the time to ask. Yeah. And I forgot to mention, he also asked her, he said, I know you have children. Is it that you're running late because of them? And then he just suggested to her, he said, do we need to look at possibly changing your hours of work? Do you need to come in a little bit later and finish later? So I think they kind of looked at everything. I mean, unfortunately, everything didn't work out for her, but at least that was like the first step. Okay, let's see if it's something that can be fixed or resolved. Let's look at every aspect of it. For sure. And then go from there. Once we've gone through every scenario and every possibility and it's still not working after that, then that's when, like you said, you got to start to, okay, well, unfortunately, we have to start looking at termination, but let's go with everything first and see, not just sitting down with them, but finding out if everything is okay with it. No, for sure. I love that. So is it always the employee's fault when it comes to termination? I don't think so. I mean, ideally in a in a perfect world it would be because you know as a as a manager you're giving the right expectations, you're having the conversations along the way, you're giving feedback. 
And so if if the employee gets to a point where they need to be terminated, it would be wonderful. It was 100% on them. But like we talked about earlier, you know, sometimes it's the manager's not giving clear expectations or they're not holding folks accountable uh, until it's too late. You know, and so one of the things if you start noticing trends in terminating multiple folks from the same team, the common thread there is the manager. And so that's usually where the manager's manager should step in and see, you know, are are you doing what you should be doing as a manager to make sure that your employees are successful? So like you talked about, are you asking them how they're doing or, you know, maybe why they're late or why they're missing, you know, metrics and expectations? Are you doing the right things? And if if not, then I need to be coaching you on how to do that. And if you are, then and ultimately, it might be the employee's fault, but I, I don't think that it's 100% always the employee that is at fault in these situations. Yeah. And I mean, I think, too, I think you have to look at, you mentioned communication. You know, how is the training? Like, if someone is there for most companies, you're doing like a three month probation. And I personally think that that is kind of a little bit short, but that's just my thought process because I do feel that. You can't do a full cycle of what's happening in a company in three months. So I'm not necessarily saying it needs to be a year, but I feel that it needs to be a little bit longer, but that's just my thoughts on that. But if the training is not up to par, or if they're saying, okay, well, I'm going to work with you today, and then tomorrow you're going to sit with so-and-so, and you're getting different things. Oh, no, don't do it that way. You'll do it this way. Or don't do it that way. Then do it this way. So then I think there could be a little bit of confusion for the person, then there could be some frustration because you're like getting different information from different people. So I definitely think the training needs to be consistent. You nailed it. It's consistency. Like you said, a lot of folks, uh, organizations, when folks uh, join, it's sit with Bob and watch how Bob does the job and and good luck. You know, so having some kind of onboarding program to make sure that they're getting consistent information up front. So at least they have a, a foundation of the basics. And then from there, they can build on that. But yes, having that is is really crucial. Starting to hear that more companies are doing that, which is wonderful, but I don't think it's it's everywhere. And so that's definitely a piece that could help to reduce the need for terminations by having a better program and training system up front. Mm-hmm. I think too, when you're having an employee starting, I know people get busy and, and what have you, but I think just having a set schedule so when the person comes in, okay, we're going to be doing training with you for the next two weeks. Here's your schedule. This is what we're going to be doing. So today I'm going to be meeting with you. We're going to fill out all kinds of paperwork. I'm going to show you around the building, introduce you to everybody in the company. I'll show you where all the bathrooms are, cafeteria, what have you. And then we're going to fill out all kinds of paperwork and go from there. And then later on, you're going to, like you said, sit with Bob. And you're going to work with Bob today and Bob is going to be showing you this, 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 and this. Tomorrow, you're going to meet with Bob again. We're going to show you this, 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 this. But having a plan instead of just saying, okay, we're going to train you today. And then tomorrow, you're going to be thrown into the wolves and you're going to try and do everything. So I think a clear planned out training is going to be beneficial for you and for the new candidate starting. Yes, I agree with that. And it sounds like we are putting a lot of pressure on poor Bob to make sure that these new (laughs) hires are successful. 
But yeah. you're, you're right. Having the agenda outlined up front, it's nice to kind of look at that and know what you're getting into as a new hire, just because sometimes the unknown, it's the drinking from a fire hose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at least if you can see what to expect, it's a little bit more digestible when it's not something that you walk into each day and it's almost Russian roulette of what's going to be thrown to, at you. Exactly. Russian roulette. I've been in organizations where there's been like fantastic training. And then I've had people who gotten to starting a job and they've told me that, oh, I was your first day. And they're like, oh, well, I went in and they're like, okay, well, I don't really have anything scheduled, but why don't you just, why don't you just sit with me today? And we're just going to kind of wing it. And that's the worst. So the poor person was like kind of trying to follow what they were doing and they're not really training. She said they were kind of working and doing the job. So they were kind of like sitting there watching them trying to do the job and then kind of asking questions. But so to me, that's not training. That's like, I got to get my work done. So I'll just let them watch me. And I, I really don't feel like that's a proper it's not it's it's not there's nothing that makes a new hire feel like an afterthought like something like that where hey it's your first day Ooh, i don't really know what to do with you so sit with sit with bob or come and just watch me do my job it's just you feel like okay there was no preparation did they not know i was coming today you know is this how they train everybody it's a terrible first impression for a new employee to have something like that for sure What are some ways that organizations can avoid terminating an employee? Uh, Really, I think hiring processes are a a great way. So making sure that you are hiring the right people for the roles that you are filling, first and foremost. So if you have somebody who is a good fit and is passionate about what they're doing, that's part of the battle already. Uh, But once an employee is on board, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, having very clear expectations. Welcome to your job. Here's your onboarding. Here's what we expect from you after 90 days or after you know 180 days. This is the, the targets that we're looking for for these things. So you know coming into it what is expected of you. Uh, you know have your consistent one-on-ones. You know either do them once a week for maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour, depending on the level of employee or the newness. You know, or you can do them every other week for a, you know a longer period of time. Do you check-ins? Uh, you know we do skip levels, so I will meet with. Uh, the managers that don't report directly to me. And then I will also meet with our frontline employees just to get a pulse check on how, how things are going. You know, are we, are we doing okay as a team? Are you feeling okay about the onboarding or are things going smoothly? You know, just to make sure that we're keeping in touch with the team and what's going on and how they're performing. And so really having that kind of communication and making an effort to be a manager and a coach can really help prevent having to terminate somebody. So if you hire the right people, you train them, you coach them, communicate with them, you really shouldn't have to terminate somebody unless they really just aren't the right fit or something happens. When you're looking at hiring the best people or we're kind of looking at you know hard and soft skills, so making sure that you're looking at the candidates' hard skills and you're also looking at their soft skills. You know, I was reading an article the other day and they were talking about this quiet quitting. Oh, well, yeah. you know, now I read an article the other day that they're talking about loud quitting. So basically loud quitting <laughs> is somebody who leaves in a huff. I can't stand this place. I'm out of here. Flip a table. Throwing everything on the desk and take it off. So it's amazing to me how these things are coming out now. 
I remember way back, I'm probably going to age myself here, but I remember working at places where people did that, but nobody talked about it. Everyone, you know, you ask somebody and they said, what happened? Oh, so-and-so just laughed. They didn't like it. So they, you know, they laughed, whatever. There was nothing talked about after. Now it's like, okay, oh, well, they loud quit because they were upset or they didn't like the processes or they didn't like the boss or they didn't like their coworkers or they felt like they were going to get let go anyways. So I think it's amazing that we are at a point where years ago we weren't talking about these things. But now I think because they're having names, now everybody's talking about them now because there's like, oh, that's got a name. Let's talk about it. That's interesting. I haven't heard about the loud quitting yet, but that is fascinating. Kind of I'm picturing people just leaving in a huff and, and causing some some major drama. I think part of it might be that during the pandemic, it really a lot of the jobs, the power was in the employees' hand, you know, looking at kind of the dynamic of things. And I think that's shifted again back to the employer. But you know, I think a lot of it too with the younger generations coming in, they have very different ideals and views of, of the workplace and, and loyalty. I, I'm still I'm kind of in that weird hybrid where I'm I'm technically a millennial, but I'm an older millennial. So I still have that mindset of like you join a company and you try to be loyal as long as possible and you give them your your notice. And we're seeing now that folks will just leave today. You know, what? I'm not really feeling this anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to quit. And there's no notice. I'm just walking out. And to a lot of folks, that sounds, wow, how would you, how do you do that? But, you know, I think it's interesting and I don't dislike it. I, I haven't quite wrapped my head around it yet, but I just think that with everything that's been happening over the past couple of years, people are more open to, to talking about any kind of injustices. You know, like I'm being paid $20,000 less than you are for the same job. You know, things are coming out that didn't come out before. It was kind of taboo to talk about. And it's kind of rocking the world a little bit, you know, for folks that are a little older and a little bit used to how things work. But I, I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. Me too. I think it's really interesting. And like I said, I think it's promising that there's a name put on specific things. Like I said before, there was no name. It was just, oh, so-and-so did that. But now now there's a specific name for it. So that just means, like you said, that everyone's talking about it. The TikTok trend. It's a TikTok trend, exactly. And everyone's talking about it. So it's important. It's in the discussion. And if it's in the discussion, then the more people talk about it, the more people are aware of it, the more people will be a little bit more cognizant of what could possibly happen and trying to avoid that, right? Yeah. So if you could choose one word to describe yourself, Erica, what word would that be? One word. Tenacious. Oh, I like that. Thanks. My word of the day. No, I like, I'm always looking for ways to improve and do better and just be better. So I I never really get idle, always, always trying to do more. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely think that's a great word for you. When I was preparing for the podcast today, I kind of thought about this word for you and I came up with a word that I think of you. Okay. And the word that I think of you, which kind of fits with what you were just saying, tenacious, my word for you is visionary. Oh. And the reason why I say you're a visionary is because you're not afraid to talk about new ideas and you have the ability to remain focused and I find you resilient. So that's why I think you are a visionary. Thank you. That's very nice. I'm going to just hire you to walk around and just say nice <laughs> words to me often. If I'm having a bad day, I'll be like, Andrew, tell me another word about myself. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, you have my contact information, Erica. <laughs> so when you're having one of those days, 
you are more than welcome to send me a message and I promise you I will I think highly of you so I will have good words for you no matter what thank you very much I think highly of you too well, and I feel a little bad that our topic today was such a it's a heavy topic you know it's terminations are not easy if you don't mind I would like to just kind of wrap up my thoughts of it with just this little sure. nugget here that unfortunately I've had to, to terminate people in my, my career. I, I stand behind 100% of them. They were always the right decision, but none of them were ever easy. And I have told my, my managers that if it ever becomes easy where you don't really care anymore, and you're just like, oh yeah, I'm going to fire this person. It's probably time to look for a different job. Like it should never be something that even if it's the right decision, it should never be something that you look forward to or, you know, happy to do just because it's a human. You know, even if they deserve it, if they have earned their termination, they're still a person. And so it's it's a heavy topic today, but it's uh I don't want folks thinking I'm just going around left and right firing people. It's it's a tough it's a tough job, but it does need to happen sometimes for the betterment of the business and sometimes for the betterment of the employee. You know, maybe this just really isn't the right fit. And so letting you freeing you from this role does open you up to other possibilities that maybe you wouldn't have had if you were stuck here in a role that you didn't like. I love that. I was actually, you read my mind. I was going to ask you if you had any final thoughts. And that's great. Uh, those are amazing final thoughts. I just love that. I think that I'd say you have to have compassion, but you have to stand by your decision. It may upset you. You may find yourself, you know, really admiring or liking that person as a person, but just as an individual, they just don't fit in the uh -huh. organization anymore. And you have to make that tough decision. I think partner you go home and ask you how your day was and you just say you know you can't show it at work but you know you can talk to your significant other and say listen yeah it was a really tough day I had to let go of somebody that I really like and I really admire and it was a tough decision and it's bothering me that we had to do that but I stand by my decision to terminate them but it was really difficult for to do that so I think yeah you have to have some sort of compassion for sure 100% if you have a little bit of compassion I think it makes a good leader, but like you said, when you make a decision, I think you have to be confident with your decision and move forward. Absolutely. You have to be a steward of the business. You know, first and foremost, our, our jobs as managers and leaders is to help move the business forward. And so it does involve making some hard decisions sometimes, you know, or personally, like you said, personally challenging where I really like this person, but it's just, it's, it's not a good fit. You know, it is, it is hard, but it's always the right thing to do. If you have done all your due diligence and put all your you know, pieces in place, like we talked about, if you're doing all the right things and it's still time to, to say goodbye, it's, it's the right decision. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to take the time here to thank you for coming on and joining me here today. I just loved our conversation and enjoyed having it with you. I think you're one of the most compassionate and understanding people that I've had the privilege of meeting. I just admire the fact that you take the time to build rapport with people and get to know what is important to them. The moment that I met you, I admired your sense of humor and your willingness to show your positivity whenever you can. So thank you for agreeing to be my guest today and for showing me that you were there to support me right from the beginning. I appreciate and admire your sincerity, your unwavering dedication, and your passion. I can totally see how you continue to have an impact on people, uh, the people that you meet, and you've already had an impact on me in a very short time. So thank you very much, Erica. No, thank you very much. It's, it was my pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you on today. And on behalf of myself and my guest, Erica, I'd like to thank you all for listening. Until next time, be safe. And remember, if we all work together, 
we can accomplish anything. You have been listening to Let's Be Diverse with Andrew Stout. To stay up to date with future content, hit subscribe 